Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita, your host. Thank you for tuning in. It's our pleasure to welcome you to this program. Please stay with us for the whole hour as we have prepared for you some uh, beautiful things. And uh, I would like to say it from the beginning. We have an offer which you may like to claim today uh, please stay with us don't go anywhere because we'll come with those details a little bit later but uh, you know that uh, you can be part of this program and I'm encouraging you to message us because we want to hear from you uh, to share with us what do you think about the uh, topic which we have for today the number is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one have the number safe because uh, we'll come with the offer on the same number but i would like to say hello to uh, tracy papandreou our co-host uh, welcome tracy to the program today thanks nick and hi to the listeners and nice to have you back nick. it's good to be back uh, even though i would have uh, preferred to stay a little bit longer in a bit nicer climate nicer weather a bit warmer than here but hey uh, we have to uh, toughen up <laughs> and <laughs> We are here in Adelaide, the beautiful city of Adelaide, the city of churches, as I like to say it many times, and uh, we are broadcasting um, from uh, uh, this uh, this studio in, uh, in Adelaide, South Australia. Uh, let us know, my dear friend listening today, where you are listening from, and uh, um, we'll be very happy to say hello to you. Now, uh, Tracy, just in case if you, um, I mean, uh, just about Tracy, in case if you tune in a bit, uh, um, you know, just the first time or uh, Tracy, it's, uh, uh, it's a member of the Seventh-day Adventist Church here in Adelaide, Brighton Church. Is that right, Tracy? That's correct. And there are lots of things going on there in Brighton Church. Our um, uh, good friend here, uh, Gary, Hodgkin is your pastor there and uh, thank him blessed. thank him also for stepping in for me just the other week uh, while I was away and um, yeah there are lots of things going on in uh, in Adelaide and uh, even in not so distant future actually pro- probably less than a month or a month around a month we'll have a very special program here in Adelaide with our listeners we'll have a dinner with Robbie Burgum we're inviting him to come over and uh, we are inviting you our uh, dear friends listening uh, to us uh, here from Adelaide why not to book that date I will come to it with more details but just giving a little bit of um, uh, heads up uh, on uh, what's going to to happen soon here and it will be very nice actually to meet some of you in person yes um, yeah as I said uh, Tracy is uh, um, very passionate on uh, sharing Jesus Christ um, in whatever way is possible. And uh, here she's with us uh, on drive time, uh, uh, sharing the gospel uh, through the waves. And uh, uh, yeah, we'd like you to even maybe say hello to Tracy from where you are listening or uh, to Nick, if you like, mm-hmm. whoever you like to say hello to our team here in Adelaide in South Australia. 
But I have also online uh, uh, via phone this time our good friend David Lima, director of the Family Voice Australia for South Australia Northern uh, Territory. David, can you hear us? Yes, indeed, Nick. Lovely to be with you again. It's good to have you with us, David. And uh, uh, this week it's a very interesting one, uh, David. We are talking about under this theme uh, the Bible in times of hurt and pain. Now, that's nothing strange about that. You know, we are uh, quite familiar with uh, pain and hurt. And uh, we looked at some questions, uh, Tracy and David, uh, during the week, like um, rejection. Does it happen to good people? Can I explain every hurt? I mean, is that an explanation for everything what's going on in our life? Do the faithful always win? Because uh, we may heard about that also, that we need to be faithful and everything is going to be fine. It's going to work beautifully for us. Is that the case? We are going to look in the Bible today to hear uh, a bit more. Uh, and again, as I said to our listener uh, today, you may have a story. You may have something to share with us. Uh, if you feel comfortable to do that, please don't hesitate and uh, uh, send us a text message. Again, the number is 4 also, we looked at a question, does Jesus always still the storm? We have sometimes, you know, those uh, tribulations, those, those storms coming into our life. And uh, we may ask the question, where are you, God? Where are you, where are you Jesus? You know, uh, again, that's a very good question. But today I want to focus on this. How can I relate to hurt and pain? And... Um, I'm pretty sure we'll uh, be able to pull together something um, good for us to learn and to be inspired uh, today. But David, I would like now to maybe uh, come under this uh, section, uh, World Watch. And before I'm going to bring to your attention, uh, both of you, Tracy and David, uh, an article, I'd like to ask you, David, if you have something uh, for us uh, today to share. We always uh, love your um, things you, you have prepared for us. Uh, you, are, you are very, um, how to say that, uh, uh, He's got his spot. finger on the pulse. That's it. That's what I was looking for, a word like that, Tracy, <laughs> which I cannot <laughs> always find it. But David, share with us. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Nick. Well, uh, we were in trouble uh, last week in Tasmania, uh, and greetings to any of our listeners who are in Tasmania. Those who live on the West Coast and the North West Coast will be familiar with the Advocate newspaper, which uh, used to be quite a conservative paper, but seems to have become a bit more libertarian these days. Mm. Anyway, we issued a media release last week. It was in relation to mother care, uh, that is the care of children at home, and we'd been prompted to send this media release because, unfortunately, there's a fellow in uh, in Queensland who's been uh, charged with some 1,600 instances of abuse wow. uh, working at a, at a childcare centre. So, uh, the, you know, we, we, we say to our children, stranger danger, but um, unfortunately we send our little children off to childcare, or so many families do, mm-hmm. and so we thought, well, we'll take the opportunity here just to encourage people to reconsider the role of men and women and the value of children being 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 raised with their mothers mm. at home, especially in the formative years. Mm. Well, the Advocate newspaper went ballistic at us, accused us of misogyny, 
said that members of parliament should ignore any remarks that we make, uh, that we're going back to the past and out of touch and so on. Uh, I, I asked the editor if uh, we could respond to this uh, attack and he said, well, you know, write a letter to the editor, a short letter to the editor, which I did, and it was published. Mm. But uh, this is is what we're up against, Nick. The mainstream media is really going with the flow of the modern trend, which is an anti-family trend. Mm. And uh, in in my remarks, I said, look, we've got to resist this economic pressure, which is driving young mothers into the the paid workforce against their will, against their instincts, and against the best interests of their children. And we're all sort of being sucked along by this. Uh, you know, we're all having to pay a, a, a huge amount of money now for a house. It used to be that a house could be affordable on one income. Now the banks uh, won't look at you unless you've got two incomes. Mm. Uh, so you simply can't qualify for a home loan. So there's this huge pressure on women to park their kids into being cared for by strangers. The little kids don't like this. The mothers, it tears their hearts, many of them. And uh, against their wishes, their better judgment and the best interests of children as is happening, that we resisted that and we were uh, roundly rebuked mm. as, as the price to pay. But um, we don't mind because we've got to speak the truth no matter what the reaction. Yes, absolutely, David. And I was thinking as you shared that, that as a voice for the family uh, here in, uh, in Australia, I mean, I- I'm just kind of puzzled you know uh, when you see that sort of reaction from media or uh, other authorities uh, because i believe we all recognizing that we are quite away from the ideal of a family in in these yes. days in society and uh, as much as we can do to to bring it to balance it uh, you know bring it together mm. why people will uh, will be so upset with uh, what you just said. And yeah, mm. I, I'm, I'm kind of speechless on this one because we want to really bring to the attention of our listeners uh, that we are uh, interested in the well-being of yeah. uh, of the individual in the family. Yeah. And we are not judgmental towards any uh, person, mm. but we are speaking for uh, the truth and uh, what right. can cause some uh, difficulties in society mm-hmm. today. We cannot yes. just bury them, uh, put it under the carpet there, and then we're just scratching our heads and saying, why are we here? Why we arrived at this point? Uh, of course, mm-hmm. the more you leave it untouched, you know, and not to, to touch those things, the more further we, we run away for, from the reality. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, so the accusation that was made that family voice engages in misogyny, which is the which is the hatred of women, mm. it's just bizarre. It's it's quite the opposite. We <laughs> exactly. are wanting to to lift up women, the gift of motherhood, the the, the gift of bearing children and raising them. So, yeah. And, and uh, you, yourself and uh, we here, we don't deny the you know. Um, freedom for each individual to choose what they uh, need to do and uh, mm. for sure in these days um, uh, lots of uh, women they are in the workforce and uh, for for good reasons you know mm. but uh, many as you just pointed out uh, many I heard myself that they would love to spend more time in the family but the situation is in 
that sort of situation that they have to uh, yeah. leave children uh, in the hands of the strangers, as you just pointed yeah. out. I want to to uh, to emphasize on that because yeah. when we send them to the child cares and so on, we trust that they are in a in the right place in a safe yes. place but look yes. at what happened there and unfortunate uh, we we like to mm. say through this uh, um uh, station also that we we feel so uh, sorry for the outcome you know for those people mm. who are um, uh, affected by uh, by those things yes yeah well look guys again i'm uh, uh, i want to talk about this um hurt and pain uh, today. And I came across this uh, article here, quite disturbing. A Christian pastor beaten unconscious while speaking at a funeral. You know, funerals are those places where we, we want to just remember the good things in life and all the... I mean, And a pastor, he came across under this attack. Let me share a little bit here. This is a report uh, from uh, Morning Star News in um, Kenya, Nairobi. A hardline Muslim threw stones at the pastor in eastern Uganda and beat him unconscious as he spoke at the funeral using both the Bible and the Quran. He said, from his uh, bed in the hospital. This pastor is, is relating to the uh, Morning Star News. Pastor uh, Davison, a 39-year-old, uh, said he was uh, officiating a funeral for one of his church members on July 21st in, um, in a village uh, in Uganda, as I mentioned. And uh, he, he's the pastor of a covenant uh, church of God in, uh, uh, in one of those places. And a church member, she passed away, she was only 34. And uh, the deceased, being a Muslim, who converted to Christianity. The pastor is saying that I, I carried with me the Quran and Hadith of Bukhari and the Bible. Now, uh, for those of you who may not know uh, what that is, uh, Hadith of uh, Bukhari, it's, uh, it's another sacred uh, book, you know, which the... Um, the Muslims are um, looking up to. And uh, the Quran, of course, many of us probably we are familiar with that. And there are many other things in this world, the conflicts of, uh, of um, uh, this aspect, uh, people using Quran and uh, Muslim believing that was inappropriate and so on. And this, in this uh, situation, the pastor is carrying these books with him, particularly because his member was uh, ex-Muslim, and I believe most of, I mean, many of the family there at the funeral will be Muslims too. Um, and uh, he was uh, trying to show the uh, the mourners that uh, the unique fact and the power, uh, the powerful resurrection of uh, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. While he was mentioning that uh, Muhammad, being just a prophet, is not recorded that he has been resurrected, or and I think he was trying to just encourage the family and the people uh, at this funeral. Now. Mm-hmm. The pastor is continuing uh, to say here that um, he thought that was a good platform uh, for him to witness to the Muslim people present there. And um, he was reading from this book. Uh, now, as he was doing that, uh, as he picked up the, the microphone to address the mourners, and when he started mentioning verses from uh, uh, all these books, 
he said that I heard a young man, and particularly he probably quoted something from the Quran or the other book which I mentioned, and a young man just shouted infidel, or uh, he said, you know, kafir, or something like that. Uh, said, stop misleading us. I mean, if you come to bury your people, bury them, but don't use the Quran without getting ablution, which means yes. a purification or a ritual of purification. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, that's a blasphemy to Allah. And some other Muslims shouted away with him uh, while others took the microphone from him and started tearing off pages of the Bible and Christian literature that uh, other people also brought with them. Uh, the Muslims uh, began throwing stones at him, uh, the pastor said, and uh, they were throwing stones where he was standing on the platform. And then he felt that somebody hit him over his mouth with an object. And the pastor mm-hmm. says, from there, I do not know what happened again. I found myself in uh, Malaga, Malaga hospital with blood over uh, my body and clothes and so on. Now, Christians, outnumbering the Muslims at the funeral, managed to restrain the assailants who seized the, the Quran and the, the Hadiths and uh, took them to their nearby mosque, chanting uh, the jihadist uh, slogan, Allah Akbar, which means God is greater. And uh, they started to say, we've won, we've won, uh, sources said. Now, the pastor was still recovering from wounds to his head, back and arms, and he said he was in need of prayer and medical assistance. The attack was the latest of many instances of persecution of Christians in Uganda that morning Star News has documented. Now, Uganda's constitution and other laws provides for religious freedom, including the right to propagate one's faith and convert from one faith to the other. Muslims make up no more than 12% in Uganda population with a higher concentration in the eastern um, part of the country. Now, just looking at this and reading this story, I'm wondering what's going on with us, with people, uh, even at the funeral, not to leave that peace for the people who are suffering, who are, who are hurt, who are mourning for their loved ones. And we take out of context things and we start to be abusive. What do you think about this, uh, David? And I will come to you, Tracy, also, if you have something to to comment. Unfortunately, it's often the case that people are looking for a reason to discredit. And uh, this pastor, he he wanted to refer to the Quran and the Hadith in order to really give honor to the deceased person Mm -hmm. who is professing faith in Christ. Now, uh, while Muslim people do not accept that Jesus is the Son of God, nor that he was crucified, nor that he was raised from the dead. They do recognize that he was a prophet. So there is some sort of common ground there. And so that would be a starting point, I think, for the pastor to to uh, explain something of the faith journey of the deceased person. Mm. And I think out of respect for the dead, and uh, as the old saying goes, let's not speak ill about the dead, but out of respect for her, they should have listened to what he had to say. Mm. Well, man, may not have agreed with it, but uh, that can be talked about afterwards. Uh, to take up violence is most disturbing. 
Islam is uh, allegedly a, a religion of peace, mm. but uh, that is certainly the case uh, when when Islam is in the minority. It appears very peaceful, but when it's in the majority, it tends to be uh, much more vigorous, shall we say. Mm. And in that context, probably with a majority of Muslim people at the funeral, they um, rather lost the plot and started to become very violent. So mm. it's it's disturbing that it reached that point. Yes, and we're talking here in the studio with Tracy that um, uh, we can take out of context things, even from the Bible, and people became violent, uh, even uh, with the Bible in their hands. Uh, oh, yes. And we are not here to support uh, anything like this. We are here to peacefully, you know, look into the um, evidences, you know, in this case, you know, he was trying to, as you just said, David tried maybe to to comfort these people that God has in plan something special for us all. God didn't create us and just abandon us uh, here on this planet Earth in the sinful nature we are. God prepared yeah. something. I wonder, Tracy, if you had a comment on this too. I just think it's another example of uh, where society is these days. Uh, and yes, we... Um, have become aware of these kinds of situations amongst extremist Muslim groups in the past, but we are seeing a level of intolerance in general across society these days. Uh, there is this um, tendency these days that uh, anyone who has a different opinion to me mm. uh well, I have a right to actually infringe on their rights and their opinions to make myself, make my point, uh, get my p- point across. Um, Jesus uh, and, and the Bible doesn't teach about any forcing people to believe certain ways. It mm. puts information forward. Um, you know, a good example of that is I may talk to people about my faith and the benefits that comes from a relationship with Jesus. But sometimes you have people who, you know, it's like they put the hand up, don't go there, I do not want to hear about mm. it. And there is a point where you just have to accept that that's where they, they're at and I may decide to instead in my private time pray for that person instead that the Holy Spirit may work on them. Um, and, and we are taught, you know, through the Bible about being tolerant and about, um, you know, Jesus' gentle ways. Uh, I think, as I said in the beginning, this is just an example of, unfortunately, um, this increase in um, more and more intolerance of, mm. of, of different opinions and different ideas these days, which and, and is, um, you know, a really... Not a good place yes. for us to be in. And particularly in a public place, uh, the funeral. Uh, I mean, those people, as you just said, uh, if they had some issues, they could just leave it uh, for that time and then uh, uh, have a, a nice, uh, you know, argument about it or, or debate. You say, uh, Or even if they were so uncomfortable about, yeah. about what was being said, they may have chose just to leave instead. Mm, that's what I was thinking, yeah. You know, rather than you know, create such a a, a terrible mm. situation. But, uh, yeah, we're seeing more and more of that, you know, and people are giving themselves um, 
they are giving themselves excuses for mm. violence these mm. days. Uh, you know, my this cause is 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 strong enough that it gives me that that right because nobody's listening to me when I t- try to do things peacefully. So unfortunately, there is more and more of this idea that it's okay if if. You know, if, if the if the end result justifies the means, then yeah, that's okay. Which is a scary place for us to go as a society. It is, and we mentioned a bit earlier also that uh, Jesus himself he advised and uh, said to uh, to that uh, gentleman, you know, say uh, because he was uh, trying to defend Jesus, but says put the sword back, you know. Uh, when not, Peter tried to you know, cut off the ear yeah, of the guard, yeah. yeah, you see, put the sword back. That's it's not yeah. a place uh, for this. And maybe the sword which we need to use is more the sword of the spirit. Exactly. The word of God. The word of God rather yes. than. Uh, David, any other um, comments on this aspect before we're moving on? Yes, we need to have a genuine dialogue between people whose views are different and, uh, and not resort to name calling or violence. And uh, yeah, it's, it's the way forward. And of course, Islam and Christianity are very different. They both cannot be right. Mm. So, yeah, so it's a question of finding out what is the truth. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. Well, uh, thank you so much, guys, for uh, sharing on this aspect. My dear friend listening today, you may have a comment. And if you are uh, um, disturbed or affected by... Uh, this story or what we shared, uh, please let please let us know. Uh, as uh, we said here, we want to uh, communicate to, and you have this uh, opportunity to rent, to send us a text message if you like. The number is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. I'm going to come just after the break. We are going to take a short break, have a song, and I'm going to come uh, to you, my dear friend, listening uh, today with a code and the book which we have prepared for you today, but. Uh, please stay with us. Don't go anywhere. We have a song prepared for you. And this is Two Are Better Than One. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. I see you struggling, brother, bowed beneath that load you bear. I will not pass unbothered this burden we both can share. Maybe you need some comfort. I will.
You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with uh, Nick Rita and our co-host today is Tracy Papandreou. On the line we have uh, David De Lima from Family Voice Australia and today we are uh, talking about uh, um, the Bible in times of hurt and pain. Our question for today is how can I relate to hurt and pain? And my dear friend, listening today, you may uh, go through some pain and hurt yourself. Uh, if we can pray for you, let us know. We'll be very happy to pray. Send us a text message to 04-888-808-11. As I promised before the break, I would like you to have this book in your hands today. Courage for the Tough Times. This is a wonderful book by David Marshall. And... Um, uh, Sometimes, you know, our hearts uh, aches with troubles, maybe a cancer scare, a stroke, the loss of someone dear to us. How to cope with loss of life? God is never far away. Dr. David Marshall, retired editor of the Stanborough Press, has both experience in tough times himself. Also, he was very happy to write uh, uh, from his experience in this book. And I will encourage you to claim this wonderful book, Courage for the Tough Times. Send us a text message with the code SA130. SA130. And this is your uh, uh, book. Uh, now, make sure that uh, you don't add anything there, just SA130, no space, not to confuse our uh, friendly robot. Sometimes he may uh, be a little bit uh, 
you know, confused, but let's not confuse him. And by the way, I think I have a listener here and I'm trying to um, clarify that thing. Uh, I think you put uh, previous days instead of uh, SA130, you put SAI. Three zero by mistake, and that may confuse our uh, robot. Uh, you can claim it again uh, that uh, um, if you want to. But uh, Tracy, I'm coming now uh, to you here, and uh, when we talk about uh, hurt and pain, I'm sure that the Bible uh, have some good promises for us. Would you be able to share some? Yeah, I will. But what I wanted to talk a little bit first off is about how extensive hurt and pain is in this world. Mm. You know, I'm um, part of a prayer group at um, Brighton Church, and uh, it really has opened up my mind to and my understanding and awareness of how much pain and difficulty there, there really is, you know, um, these are only uh, situations that we're told about and we're asked to pray about. You know, I, I just become more and more aware of our need for Jesus mm. and for him to come and rescue us in this world of world of sin. And I also wanted to talk to some people out there who maybe are right at the apex of a difficult situation right now and to say that um, it, it's, it's, it's always difficult. A personal situation is always difficult and I hope that any of the words uh, that are offered up today um, – are actually taken in, in, in the right spirit. We don't mean to, um, fob any of it mm. off, make, make light of any of people's difficulties, um, because it is a journey. It is a journey. Um, the Bible has so many promises, uh, and many of them talk about, uh, comfort, in the difficult times. Mm. Mm. Uh, so I just like to, um, offer up some of those, um, but also to say that, you know, I know, Nick, you've had your share of difficult times. I've had my share of difficult times. I have uh, lost a, a younger brother um, prematurely to drugs. Uh, it was difficult enough for me, but very, very difficult for my parents. Mm. And I know that they had se- have said that whilst they can go forward, there will always be a whole there Mm -hmm. you know so some situations will never be repaired completely Mm -hmm. but our god is there for us to to lean on uh for for help in the difficult times so there are many promises in psalms about uh a relief from from difficult times some of them talk about the relief eventually when we are rescued, from when believers are rescued and 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 go to live with with the Lord eternally, mm. others talk about relief in this life. So Psalm thirty seven thirty nine says, "But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord; He is their strength in the time of trouble." So talking about leaning on the Lord during difficult times. Psalm thirty seven twenty four. Though he shall fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him 
with his hand. Psalm 73.26 My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And Psalm 1387, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. So um, much of that is David talking about, you know, in his in his difficult times. Um, and in the psalm, some places he cries out, you know, he can't understand what's going mm-hmm. on. And that's also the same for us too. You know, you were talking about some of the discussions, uh, the topics that uh, were uh, put forward earlier in the week. One of them being, you know, do do the righteous, you know, is it is it always a, I can't remember the title, but is it always an easy run for the righteous? Mm-hmm. You know, and we know that that's not the case. We know that bad things happen to good people as well as people who are kind of not on the track that God would want them to be at this point in, in time. And yes. I really believe that, you know, many things we won't understand until we're face to face with Jesus and we can ask those questions. You know, for example, I was only thinking about this today. I have a girlfriend in Italy and she really works. She has to work really, really hard and she struggles. And I was talking to God this morning and I said, God, why is it that my life is much easier than hers? Mm -hmm. You know, why does she struggle so much and she has to, you know, really, you know, work hard physically? Um, and those are things that I don't understand why somebody gets an easier deck of cards mm-hmm. than another in this life. But I personally believe that um, it is a good thing to remember that God knows the beginning. He knows the end from the beginning. And sometimes, and I'm not saying, please don't hear me wrongly, listener. I'm not saying this is the case all the time at all. But sometimes God will let negative things touch us if it will draw us closer to him. Mm -hmm. And he can know that through that we will have changes and make change decisions for him and we will then have more opportunity and there will be a surety that we'll have that life eternal with him. Yes, yes. Indeed, uh, Tracy, as you mentioned, he had some beautiful passages from Psalms. And, you know, most of these Psalms, they were written as songs, mm. you know, and David is expressing, you know, his his pain and suffering and and pain and suffering doesn't need to be physical no. uh, you know it can be psychological can be many other aspects but what i i find out and i'm like i like to mention this here is that when we're going through pain and suffering it's very important to not to enclose you know to implode you know uh, it's good to share it's good to talk to God in in first place, but if it's possible, and if we find the right people to talk even with uh, with um, friends or you know uh, family, because that's one aspect I believe which helps a lot to go through pain and suffering. I wonder if um, uh, David, uh, you may have a thought uh, in regard of this. 
is then we'll, we'll go to see one in the New Testament some uh, examples. But yes, David. Yes, well, I think the uh, most important New Testament example is when uh, Jesus was on the cross because there we have the Son of God and he is suffering. Mm. He's suffering terribly. Uh, a terrible injustice has been done to him. Uh, and yet through that, of course, the justice of God was being achieved. Now, there are two reactions. Uh, one thief on the right saying, if you're the Son of God, get yourself off the cross and get us down with you. And the other one saying, no, we are being rightly judged and punished for what we've done wrong, but he's done nothing wrong. And then, of course, he says to Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. So he had faith in Jesus mm-hmm. that Jesus was a king, a most unlikely-looking king being executed by the state, but mm. nevertheless a king. Uh, and Jesus says, I tell you the truth, today you will be with me in paradise. So uh, hope in the midst of suffering. Um, some people suffer, some people don't, uh, although we all go through different difficulties. But this huge suffering of Christ there, if it happened to him, uh, it can happen to us. Mm. Uh, he, he said that, uh, that uh, if they did it to me, they'll do it to you. And all... All, all Christians suffer, and yet there is this wonderful hope, uh, the heavenly hope, which is uh, promised to every believer. And I think that's very important, uh, David, what you just said there, because myself, at least, I'm not, I'm not sure about you guys, but uh, I don't know if I met somebody who said that never been through anything uh, difficult in life. Everything was just smooth, and in, I never met a person like that. We all have some uh, disappointments and some hurt and pain um, in one form or the other. Mm. But the good thing is that uh, we have a Savior. We have a wonderful Father and God who, through Jesus Christ, as you mentioned there, uh, David, shown, show us how we can go through and put our burdens on him because he is very happy to take it. And he says, uh, it comes in my mind now, uh, that passage is that, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy burden, and I will give you rest. Mm. Why to carry uh, those burdens? Now, we don't deny that you may suffer. You may, you may say many times, why me, Lord? Why me? And I cannot argue with that. I don't know. But God knows. And uh, I think we need to give it to him. Yes, Tracy, I'd like you to bring us also to some of the passages maybe in the New Testament, mm. because uh, both Old Testament and New Testament, they are beautiful, working in our favor mm. to instruct us, to prepare us, to encourage us in all aspects of life. You know, in the New Testament, I, I think there's a lot of people who have... Um, favorites among, um, some of the, um, apostles and their writings, etc. Paul is the one who I really love his, his writings, although sometimes you have to be really very careful the way you read his, his writings and how you, um, understand them. But, um, there's some counsel that he, that he gives, which I think is just, um, gold, mm. uh, and it talks about the power of the mind. And, you know, um, research is only now beginning to understand more and more about the power of the mind, uh, in terms of the benefits that it can, positive thinking can, can bring, etc. So, um, 
uh, I'm thinking of Philippians 4, 8, which talks about um, thinking about what you focus on. Mm. He said, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And I think this is a really important thing to remember when you're in, in mm. difficult times because I know, know myself in the past where I've um, gone through perhaps some really down times and, you know, had days where I just didn't want to come up from the covers, you know, in bed. And when I look back, I think that's because uh, sometimes you allow yourself to get into a negative loop mm-hmm. and you focus and you think about these things and thinking about things too much can actually just bring you further and further down. Now, sometimes it's hard to bring yourself out of that place when yes. you're in the middle of it. And that's where I suggest that good um, friends who you feel comfortable to share completely mm-hmm. with where you're at and, and – um, uh, believers who will pray for you is very important right. because I do believe that there are times when uh, when you're in the midst of difficulty where it just feels so unnatural to pray and it feels difficult to pray and you feel so far away from God. Now, we know that God hasn't moved away. It's just us. Uh, and we when we focus too much on the negative things, it makes it even harder for us to kind of bring ourselves out of that place and pray to him. Prayer is so important in these situations. But if you feel that you cannot get to that place to pray, then that's where it's important to be sharing with other believers that you feel comfortable with. Share what's going on and ask them to pray for you. Mm. That's a really, really important thing. But I also wanted to talk about the fact that, you know, in the last, I'd say, 10 years, the research of neuroplasticity has come up so much. Mm -hmm. And they're actually proven now that negative or positive thoughts can physiologically change your brain such that, you know, too much negative thinking can actually um, make it that your brain will, certain uh, parts of your brain will not function as well at that point in time. Mm. Uh, the cerebellum, the prefrontal cortex will not function as well when you're in those places of negative thoughts. Uh, and in the, uh, uh, looking at it from the other point of view, positivity can actually make your brain function much, much more efficiently. Mm. So, you know, it's not just all, you know, nice words, yeah, great. There's actually something to it. And that's where mental health uh, come in. To place and we heard that particularly after this uh, COVID situation, you know, where lots of fear, mm-hmm. uh, lots of uh, negative uh, aspects, lack, Pe- of, social lack of social content, yeah, yeah contact. People uh, just went, uh, you know, extremes, you know, and mental health it's right on uh, exploding. It's a big problem, yes. Yeah. I wonder if we in the we haven't got much time left but i wonder if we can pick a maybe a classic example in the bible where pain and suffering 
was uh, very real. And if we can draw a lesson for that, would you be able to take us? Maybe I'm thinking of uh, of a character. Maybe yeah. let's uh, let's see what you what you think. I think Job is the classic, mm. isn't he? Mm. You know, he he had a heart for God, and yet. He had a day where everything was taken away from him. All his possessions, apparently, he was like so wealthy that he was like Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. Kind of, of his time, his, yes. Of his time, <laughs> yeah. All his possessions taken away from him, uh, children killed, and the wife kind of turned around and said, you know, why don't you just curse curse God and, and, and die? And yet he hung on to, I mean, he, he did... Ask God. He had a discussion mm-hmm. with God, um, but he hung on to God's goodness. I think about uh, Job one twenty one, where he said, "And naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord." So he continued to praise God, even in the difficulty when he had. Sc- Gabs and sores mm. and, you know, his friends were even saying, well, what have you done that God would have done this to you? You must have sinned really badly. But in the end, and, you know, this isn't the case for everybody, Nick, but in the end, he hung on to God and God blessed him. I can't remember. They say like fourfold or sevenfold or something. I can't remember what it is. Maybe um, you or, or David does. But just to say that he was blessed much more after all of that episode in the last part of his life he had children again mm-hmm. he had possessions again and he was very very blessed even more than he had been in the first part of his life but we hear we see from that that there was something going on in the spiritual realm as well satan was given the permission to touch him mm-hmm. and to test him and so maybe some difficulties are testing as yes, well yes. you know but that's a great example i think of somebody who really hung on to god and came through it well very good point uh, tracy because you know job didn't have a clue about why those things come upon him obviously there's that there was the enemy claiming that uh, he's just uh, following god because he's being blessed uh, but if you take away from him said Satan was very confident, saying that he will curse you, said to God. But here we learn that Job indeed had a relationship with God. He mm. knew God. Mm. And regardless of what happened in his life, he was committed to follow God. He wasn't a fair-weather Christian, was Absolutely he? Absolutely right. David, I'm coming to you. Time is going very quickly. But what uh, you have a point or two maybe uh, in regard to this uh, example with uh, Job? Yes, I think it's uh, an excellent example because... He was righteous, but he was secure in his own righteousness. There mm-hmm. he was making his sacrifices on behalf of himself and his children, etc. And he he kept saying, I've done nothing wrong. Mm. Uh, but then at the end of the book, we realize, uh, Job realized, I should say, that in, in fact, all he had was a gift from God. And instead of him taking God to account, he suddenly realized that he had no leg to stand on. He had no case to make mm. and that God is God and that he is sovereign. So I think while the devil thought that he, he was having a bit of fun with Job, in fact, God was teaching Job an important lesson. And this is what we need to seek is to say, well, what, what lesson is God teaching me? How can I glorify him in the situation of suffering or difficulty? What mm. lesson can I learn? 
And the Bible says that we, we learn tremendous lessons through suffering. Uh, it produces character. And Job certainly came out at the end much stronger in his faith because he realized that God was supreme and that we as human beings just have to cast ourselves upon him and upon his mercy. So it's a great lesson for all of us there, the book of Job. I do commend yeah. it to all of the listeners. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you, David. And my dear friend listening today, I really want you to have this book in your hands also to be encouraged. This is uh, Courage for the Tough Times by David Marshall. You just need to send us a text message with the code S. A130 and this book it's uh, on its way uh, to you. The number is 04888808811. Tracy, I wonder if we could conclude today and maybe maybe another promise from the Bible and uh, to encourage each one of us here that even though we may go through hurt and uh, pain and suffering there is something more in this life. Yeah, sure. And this uh, passage is very special to me. It was a passage I chose on my baptism day, Philippians 4, 6 to 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And I can say that it's done that for me. Wonderful. Uh, David, uh would you be able to close with a prayer? David, yes, indeed. Yeah, thank you. Yes. So, uh, Father, we give thanks that you know what you are doing. You are on the throne. You are sovereign. And though we go through trials and tribulations, we know that we can entrust ourselves to you. We thank you for sending Jesus to die for our sins so that in his suffering and his death is our salvation. And we thank you that we can put our trust in him as Saviour and Lord. So I do pray for all of our listeners, whatever their circumstances, that they would look to you, turn to you, profess faith in Jesus, receiving him as Saviour and Lord. For it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for being part of this program uh, today. We are inviting you to join us again uh, next week. We are going to talk about uh, essential steps to walking with Jesus. And one of the questions we'll start with is, does my picture of God matter? Until then, may God richly bless you and we leave you with a beautiful song, Trust in You. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Every single dream I lay each one down at your feet Every moment of my wandering Never changes what you see I've tried to win this war, I confess My hands are weary You're by my side When you don't move the mountains I need you to move When you don't part the waters I wish I could walk through When you don't give the answer
you had a nice thing. So in all things, be my life and bread. I want what you want, Lord, and nothing less. When you don't move the mountains, I'm needing you to move. When you don't part the waters, I wish I could walk through. When you don't give the answers, as I cry out to you, I will trust. I will trust. I will trust in you. Try.